0: You're listening to Make It Thrive, the company culture podcast. I'm your host, Lizzie Benton, company culture coach and founder of Liberty Mind. And I want to inspire people to create unique company cultures where our human potential can thrive. In this podcast, I talk to organizations, thought leaders, and people about the impact of company culture. Together, we can make it thrive. This season is sponsored by the Breathe Culture Pledge, a community of like-minded SMEs who are committed to building and maintaining a people-first culture. Whether you've got your company culture nailed or need a little guidance to improve it, joining the Breathe Culture Pledge gives you the recognition and resources you need to help your culture flourish. Plus, it's 100% free. Join over 700 SMEs and invest in your people today. Head over to breathehr.com forward slash culture pledge to find out more.
1: Hi everyone, and welcome back to Make It Thrive, the Change Maker Sessions. My hope for this season was to make each episode as practical as possible in helping you to be a catalyst for change. It's always great to hear inspiring stories, but I want you to not only feel empowered, but be equipped to take these ideas and put them into action. So do let me know what changes you've started if you've been inspired from this season. Today, I'm joined by Tim Ershinger, co-founder of Life Sciences, a self-managing company and a co-creator of Teal Around the World, the largest global gathering of self-management ambassadors and one of my personal favourite conferences to attend every year. Tim and I are deep diving into self-management and looking at the areas we need to work on if this style of working is going to grow. So let's get started. Hi, Tim, and welcome to Make It Thrive. Thank you so much for being on the Changemaker sessions.
2: It's my pleasure. Thanks for the invite. Looking forward.
1: So we obviously met through Teal Around the World conference, which is my absolute favorite conference to attend every year. It's just such good vibes and there's always so much to learn from it as well. Um, I'd love for you to kind of share with our audience a bit more about your organization because I think for a lot of people especially here in the UK it might sound a bit radical (laughs) so I would love for you to just share a bit more about life sciences if that's okay.
2: Sure yeah and uh, really glad that you like teal around the world it's it's kind of our favorite hobby if you if you want and you know it's always good one and a half days. Um, Anyway so Life sciences, in in the broadest sense, we're doing consultancy work. Um, I think the the latest buzzword is transformation agency or whatever. I don't know, right? That that kind of stuff, anyway. So working with big big multinationals on their transformation journeys. But what was really interesting, I guess, is this teal setup. So if you look at teal around the world, and also the teal idea, then obviously going back to Frederick Laloux and his Reinventing Organizations book from 2014, and it kind of inspired us. Uh, read it uh, through in 2015, and. Kind of tried to make sense of what he described with the purpose, the wholeness and the self-management pillar and and, created our own little setup, um, drawing from all sorts of different places, holocracy, sociocracy, all sorts of other places that we could find back then in 2015 was a bit more difficult than, than today, I guess. But yeah so it's a it's a self organized company obviously, so people don't have a boss uh, they don't have a line manager they report into we don 't do stupid things like performance management or budgeting or whatnot right so which doesn't mean it's it's completely chaos obviously there's there's certain structures um and I guess the most radical thing that people always get excited about is the self set salaries. so everyone 's defining their salaries themselves completely free range you know and uh, it's actually an interesting experience always there's interesting dynamics you can you can learn a lot from it. Um, beyond salary numbers itself I guess
1: thank you so much for explaining that so I know the big thing when it comes to looking at change and kind of you know I suppose for you your kind of catalyst was that Frederick Lilloo book I think like a lot of us when we read that book it was kind of almost like well this is how work can be done why aren't we all doing it this way so that was the real kind of catalyst for you I mean what do you think stops businesses from from doing this? Are they missing that catalyst, do you think, to really change? Because we've had so much change over the past two years. So what do you think is stopping businesses from kind of changing the status quo, doing something different?
2: I think on a positive note there's a lot moving already right so this is this is much better than if you compare to 10, 10 years ago so there's more and more people thinking about these things there's also um, research from Gallup Institute and, and and all sorts of other places where they're like you know there's a link of engagement to PL and bottom line actually so there's a good reason to look into your culture in a way so in, in that sense there's good things moving but then obviously the, the other side of the coin is if, if you look at big multinational organizations 100,000 people or something right? Um, it's just incredibly complex systems as well it's, it's, it's not like i like the book so let's just do it tomorrow right i mean that that obviously doesn't work so in that sense we're back to the change uh, process and then to change practice it's just it's just incredibly difficult to to first of all where are you with that complex system because you know it's, it's not like you just put it on a piece of paper and that's obviously different for us because first of all small company we've always worked like that you know we, we just put it up in the beginning and got a certain evolution from there uh, but obviously we, we we never had that transformation moment in, in a in a in a sense, right? It was always just the founders liked that idea, I guess because for example, I like autonomy as well, I like freedom, I like to not be told, you know, that kind of stuff. Um so this this is a completely different story compared to a transformation, again, especially if you have a huge organization and then it's just difficult.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It is. I think I was reading something the other day that said, you know, we're so much more open to adopting Um, you know machines or technology we're more open to doing that now but we're probably a lot less inclined to maybe changing our mindset or our, our perspective on things that's a lot harder to change around so I know for you, like when I was listening to your conversation at Teal Around the World about the self-set salaries, because that does get people really excited when you have that conversation, Um, because they're like, what, how does that work? Um, And you were really going into the mechanics of it, but you also said, which is something that's really fascinated me around sort of self-managing organisations, which I've always had that question of, do we need a mindset shift or does there need to be that personal development piece? In order for you to take that journey, and I know you said, you know, um, I think you said to kind of paraphrase, you said something about um, you have the self awareness of a stone or something, which made me giggle. (laughs) Um, But I'd love to hear from your perspective about that that awareness shift and that shift in perspective.
2: Yeah, you know, I think some some stones might have better self awareness than I have actually, so that's 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 definitely accurate. Um, So I guess the 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 difference of of you know mindset shifts and, and technology that you just kind of I get used to in a way is, well, you take away my uh, whatever Apple phone and give me a Samsung phone, and you know I I hate it for three days, and then I get used to it, and it looks different, and everything, but you know it's it's, it's just fine. Um, so that that's relatively straightforward. Now, if you say mindset shift, I mean, obviously you, you can tell me, you know, uh, I don't know, be more open-minded and you know, instead of a grow, uh, fixed mindset, have a growth mindset and of okay, I get it intellectually. But the thing is, um, the, the intellectually getting the whole story is, is not enough, obviously, and this whole self-reflection, self-awareness, self-development journey, I mean, first of all, obviously it takes more time than getting used to a new phone, one thing, um, and, and then obviously the other thing, it's, it's actual work. And most of the time, it's also uncomfortable work. Right? because you, you you review some of your beliefs and, and and principles and values that you have um and that means also you need to go back and see okay where's actually that coming from how did i develop that do i do i want to keep that one or is there kind of an unlearning process and, and obviously unlearning is also not not straightforward so you know there's there's all of these kind of things and and can be uncomfortable can be overwhelming at times and, and this is the almost a problem with self-development self-consciousness right
1: yeah, absolutely. I think I always like that quote by Brené Brown that says, um, you know, you need to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's kind of the, where it's at. I mean, for you guys, you've been, I believe, self managing, is it for around five, five years now? I mean, six years. No. Six years wow. Um, what has been the biggest lesson for you personally sort of taking this journey?
2: Well, I guess one one of the things that uh, that I learned as a leader, because um, I, I also went through you know traditional leadership positions and leadership trainings and whatnot, um, is um, first of all I don't have the answer for everything, and the other one is I don't need to have the answer for everything. So this is this is something that I needed to well, first of all unlearn and then learn in, in a different way, I guess. So that that's definitely interesting, and 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 also um, just because many of our uh, people in the team didn't do consultancy before right they're coming from all sorts of different areas from big corporates partially but but also from all sorts of other areas and i've been doing consultancy for a while obviously so you 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 kind of tend to think or i tend to think at least you know i I know that that industry i know what i'm doing more or less um and then it is self-managed which means people come up with ideas that i would think you know it's completely stupid I'm, i'm pretty sure that that will not work now first of all you need to let go of that stuff obviously um and just provide the room and, and, and freedom there on the other hand side as a founder you got a certain accountability that we are not completely messing up the business and, and we need to lay off people right so this is this is an interesting balance and and this is just something that's that's not black and white so i guess there's also that that space anyway autonomy and alignment balance that we always talk about it, it is good to read the books and you will never meet that balance anyway so it's almost like you need to rebalance every time so this is this is certainly something i learned um because i also got you know i'm fairly impatient person which means you know talking 27 times about purpose is not necessarily my favorite topic so and i get impatient with it and I'm like well we discussed that 25 times how is that still a question you know um so these these are things that i've learned over time to at least deal with i'm, I'm not saying i'm so, or, or almost com- comfortable with it but you know getting there so that's that and then um i think the other thing maybe is um there's a room and and, and time for, uh, if you look at situational leadership for different leadership styles. And and there there is a room in a self-organized company for directive leadership, depending on the situation but it is temporary, obviously, and it's it's not um, imposed by hierarchical structures. It's imposed by all sorts of other things, but we do have hierarchy for certain topics and we do have leadership, obviously, and and people do need leadership. And again, there is a place and a time for directive leadership as well, which I would have kind of almost disbanded from that space before.
1: Gosh, it's so fascinating to hear you sort of share that. And And it's true, isn't it? That kind of that impatience you get when you're going through change. <laughs> you're like, come on, let's just do it. Yeah. It's like, oh, actually, yeah, we kind of need to take it slowly. <laughs> Absolutely. I love that. I mean, for the past sort of, you know, you've got six years of experience doing this now, plus Teal Around the World, which is an international conference of so many different organizations kind of picking up these methods and there's there's so many fascinating things out there like we've talked about you know the self-set salaries no no bosses um I mean you've I suppose to many people I mean I certainly feel this way you know when I come to that conference is that we're quite behind here in the UK we're so struggling behind and it's really amazing being part of that conference because you see an international cohort of people adopting this Um, and you know some of the things that that are spoken about feel radical to some people But they're not. And, you know, you you're kind of ahead of the curve, as it were. So I'd love to know, what do you think is like the next thing that's going to be changed or um, that's going to be gone completely from work? I would love to get your kind of insight on that.
2: Well, if I would know, right. Um, So (laughs) I guess some some things we, we see changing right now and it will probably um, accelerate even more Is that whole question uh, is work a place is work a location and and the answer to an extent you already got I mean you see certain CEOs calling people back in five days a week which leads to twenty thirty forty percent of them quitting uh, you know so that's that is, there's a development there where it' say uh, it probably gets more location agnostic so this is this is certainly a trend that you see um, the whole asynchronous way of communicating uh, the whole digital way of collaborating will obviously get bigger and bigger so there there's there also questions that we have you know if we meet less and less in a in a physical space then then how do we how do we keep that connection as a team how do you keep that belonging home home kind of feeling right so this these are questions that will become bigger and bigger i think um is there a next kind of you know operating model or framework out there i'm I'm pretty sure there will be a million frameworks coming anyway but but then again is it radically different or is it more like um question how, how you change uh the, the broader system like how, how we operate as as a society how we how we operate in economy generally speaking right and if you listen for example till around the world to gary hamill who obviously did research on that topic for uh, decades already um he's, he's going away from you know Actually, it's not good enough to change how certain organizations operate. We we need to have a bigger almost review and, and, you know, change the system fundamentally. So is that something that's to come? I don't know, but that's that's definitely something that I would wish for because I do think that certain aspects of the system are fundamentally broken. So in that sense, we probably need that.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, definitely. It's really difficult, I think, as well, because, you know, as people that are maybe reading these books or um, coming to these conferences who maybe aren't at that founder or leadership level it can be like they've kind of had their eyes opened to this amazing way that work can be but then they're still kind of stuck in very hierarchical and bureaucratic organizations so I mean do you have any practical tips for people who can be a bit more disruptive or how they can kind of start being a catalyst for change when they're maybe not at that senior level
2: Hmm. i mean put simply right? just leave the victim loop and go back to your accountability loop and do what what you can do because there's always a, a playing field that we have so there's something we we all can change there's all all of us have something that we can influence and do differently. And and might, ju- might be just my own behavior, but this is a good starting point. Um, will you be able to, I don't know, change your budgeting processes in a big organization? Well, I guess that's unlikely. And, and again, uh, you, you can probably make a difference in a day-to-day how you run your budget planning meetings, maybe at least, right? So that's, that's a small step, but it, it, it is a step. So I would always say, go start with yourself. Uh, that's a good point. And then obviously think for, for your team, for your business unit, whatever kind of level of, of influence you have and, and take it from there. There's a certain aspect of change that always happens bottom up anyway. right? And then there's certain aspects, obviously if you want to change some of these big, uh cross-company processes that require huge governance changes then obviously you need top level support otherwise it's going to be cumbersome but there is more than enough that, that you can change also how you interact on a day-to-day with your team you know do, do, you, do you take time for virtual coffee meetings if you don't meet face to face anymore and that that's stuff that you can decide yourself there's no whatever ceo that did you need an approval for I, I hope at least so you know um there's, there's that 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 I would say you can always make a difference in your little setup in your area. And maybe it's also not for the for the line team, It's maybe for a project as well. Why not? Right. There's there's always that where I'd say uh, organizations benefit from uh, the rebels who dare to speak up because this whole speak up culture, this, this daring to fail thing is obviously something we're lacking in most big organizations. So, you know, it's it's actually something that's really valuable for for these big organizations that some people, it's probably one to three percent of the population are doing that. And that's maybe also something to consider for yourself.
1: Mm, yeah, definitely. I love that kind of that integrity piece, really, isn't it? It's kind of like what, what you believe in, don't lose your integrity because of the structure that you're within, like you can still play your part in whatever capacity that is. You don't have to have some kind of power in quotes. You've you've got power to change things in your arena. So that's some amazing advice. Thank you, Tim. I mean, from your experience of of working with organizations to kind of adopt this self-management um way of way of being basically um you know what are some of the the amazing things that you've seen shift you know what's really inspired you that this is the way that it needs to work because obviously you are a self-managing organization yourself but i know you support others in adopting this as well so what's really inspired you on this journey mm.
2: I think one thing that's 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 always and, and again inspiring is you know, you you talk to these leaders, leadership teams, what what whatever and you know, try to shape the, the transformation journey and the bigger umbrella initiative in a way. And then they'll they'll always go talk about certain people and say, you know what, Lizzie she's she's nice, but she she won't get it and she will not make the change and you know Let's let's just not bother kind of. And and you know the thing is uh, in like ninety percent of the cases, the persons that they name is actually the ones who are flourishing, who who make that change, you know, who who are the, the, the stars of the transformation at the end of the day. So I find it amazing that, you know, this these these partially really little changes actually provide a nice uh, stage for some people to really flourish and, and you know, pick up certain feeling of purpose and meaning in in their work again so that's that's something that's really inspiring to to see and, and and i mean people are deeply grateful obviously for that experience that they finally you know can change things and that they can flourish so that's 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 really nice to see and then obviously on a broader scale there's there's always these topics as well where people in the first place say you know what we can't change this we can't change that we've, we've tried that before you know we can't do away from performance management and whatnot and you know what most of the times they actually can it just takes a while to i guess be courageous enough to 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 uh, question certain things or just say you know what we'll fly under the radar we will not tell anybody but you know what we'll do performance ratings as a team bottom up together nobody will care because you're still fulfilling the process in a way and you, you satisfy the system um, you know and this is also nice to see that that after a while you know people, people really try to things in in their remit really and and it's just good to see that certain things that never been possible before actually would have been challenged you know first minute uh, are actually possible and they they just try it out and and you know same 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 as for me where I think you know what that that will never work and, and people just try it out because they don't listen to me and then I I figured you know what actually it does work and actually it's, it's it's really nice and I thought it would never so this is this is also true for client work obviously
1: yeah absolutely I love that when you're kind of saying yeah there's always that person like this person definitely won't like this and then all of a sudden they're the ones really being the champions of it it's so true um I really love that yeah that kind of reflection I think as well like you mentioned it's one of those things where um adopting adopting it you know and having that curiosity mindset to kind of pull things apart and be a bit playful with things rather than thinking, Oh, it always needs to to be this way. I think there there comes a lot of um, curiosity mindset in it as well, which I always really love hearing how people have taken something that's maybe always been done that way, as they say. And then they're like, Oh, actually all of a sudden it's this way. Um, and also I don't know about you from your experience about kind of supporting teams in adopting this self-managed approach is how much it begins to make them think about other areas so education or politics you know it really opens up so much um I mean I don't know whether you've seen that because I mean it's I've seen a lot of movement happening in kind of like the education sector as well about how we educate so differently now as well
2: absolutely and and, um, one of my hobby projects for some weekends is you know what we call just working title teal schools obviously it's not it's gonna not gonna be that but that's 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 one of the things we also believe in is like our way of educating young people is is uh, probably not fitting current reality and and you know the 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 whole setup the the whole system also doesn't work in a way and if you look at um ricardo semler and lumia schools for example there, there's a pretty good example in the uk actually with a friend wilbur there right leading that school and and there are things happening so i do think that that this is an interesting place especially if you get kids like myself you know the, the stuff you care about if you look into politics i mean <laughs> clearly we have a way to go there to to really change some things um and and i think you know there are good things happening um, also same same as for companies and organizations the question is how do you how do you create that impact to also um, do that on a broader scale like going going back to schools you know I love Lumia schools and it's a great concept and it's a private school you know so, so we kind of uh, the, the gap gets bigger and bigger because we only you know kind of elite uh, type of group that, that will have access to that kind of uh, way of education yeah
1: done. Yeah, absolutely. It's amazing seeing everything kind of come come out, and come, like even listening to um, Yost de Block, you know, Bortzerg. Like every time his keynote speech just fascinates me so much because it's just he's doing something, they're taking it a bit further, and it's like wow, we're just seeing this this movement grow and grow, which is just amazing. Um, I mean, one thing I think I would love to hear from you is you know we've we've had so many experiences shape the way we work. And especially over these two years, you know, now more than ever, we're thinking about this way of working, hybrid working and maybe being a bit more open minded to, you know, for example, I've seen a lot more happening here in the UK around self-managed organisations. So it's kind of picking up. And I think sometimes those experiences help us to think differently i mean just from whether it's your personal professional experience has there been one thing that's really changed the way you think about things has there ever been like that catalyst moment in your life where you're like this has totally made me think differently
2: (laughs) oh there's there's probably many moments i I think (laughs) you know also in in certain Leadership trainings back in the old life. Uh, I think uh, kids change a lot because they're a pretty good mirror for all of your behaviors that that also you didn't want to develop ever. But you know, kids are just mirroring their back, and you're like, oh shit, that that sounds like my dad or something. You know? So there, there, so there's these moments. But I think there's one example with COVID, since you also mentioned hybrid way way of working and so on, and just yeah bit more than two years ago, you know, we had a weekly team meeting and it was obviously it was always on site it was face to face and we would meet in the office. And I, I, I was the first one, whatever, in 2019 saying, you know what, we should keep that face to face moment is really important to connect and we should meet and la la la. And I, I don't think it's going to work virtually. You know, which obviously uh, just in, in April 2020, uh, that there was simply no choice. So we obviously met virtually as a team and it turns out, obviously, it worked fine. I'm not saying it's not worth having this quality face-to-face connection here and there, but certainly not needed on a weekly basis. Obviously, the team is now further distributed anyway. So if, even if we wanted to, we couldn't go back to face-to-face, I guess. But you know, that's, that's uh, it's a pretty simple moment. It was uh, obviously wrong. You know, team meeting does work virtually and, and obviously there's there's a downstream effect where you would question certain other meetings and, and they need to be face-to-face. There's work with clients where we're like, well, I'm happy to come over and run the workshop face-to-face where you'll pay travel and you know it's time and whatnot and, and do we really need that? It's pretty straightforward content work here so what's the point? so you know this 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 is this is interesting to see how we are forced to think differently and also going back to schools if you look in germany i'm living on the german side of the swiss french german border there um and and obviously if you look at digitalization germany is like a third world country anyway uh, so we are much worse than nigeria for example um and if you look at school everyone is like well you can't teach virtually you need to be in a classroom obviously and and you probably would have discussed for another decade if that was even possible and now obviously, april 2020 may 2020 there was just no choice right so we switched virtual and and look at that uh, to an extent we can do that right
1: yeah yeah absolutely gosh yeah didn't it i mean i don't think i've ever learned something so quickly than zoom <laughs> <laughs> thanks to covid <laughs> absolutely <laughs> how quickly we can learn things when we need to
2: <laughs> right and 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 i mean one one thing that we can learn from a change perspective is also you know if you if you change the the system around you if you change the structure around you it's relatively straightforward for human beings to uh, adjust their behaviors according to that structure around you which also means you know one is the the mindset side that you always need to work on obviously but it's the other side if you don't change your structure if everyone everything looks the same feels the same you know it's incredibly difficult to change behavior or the other way around if you change structure you'll enable certain behaviors and, and certain learning paths relatively quickly
1: mm, yeah absolutely such a such an important point yeah the the environment that you're in is is so powerful to to your behaviors and habits yeah it's mm. such a good point tim so i thought i'd do a bit of a fun fun thing in this <laughs> this season and do a quick fire round if you're up for it tim sure <laughs> So here we go when not at work where will we find you Uh,
2: probably in the garden or in nature
1: nice um one business word you want to completely remove from the dictionary strategy (laughs) um one book recommendation or podcast
2: I'm not gonna say Frederick Loon reinventing organizations because that's probably a bit boring. Um, now, one book that I that I really do like is uh, Brave New Work by Erin Dignan.
1: Amazing. And if there's one thing you could disrupt, what would it be?
2: <laughs> Our way of educating young people, so school school systems, I guess, are top of my list at the moment. Yeah.
1: Amazing. Yeah, I think I think that that resonates with a lot of people at the moment. <laughs> amazing well thank you so much tim for joining me today and um, for those of you listening i highly recommend joining teal around the world um, i will add a link because i know you know it can feel really lonely when you're going through wanting to change things but that community makes you feel like there's lots of people around you and a great support network um, plus you learn so much and i will obviously link everything about Life sciences as well so thank you so much tim for your time
2: thank you lizzie pleasure